0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Mortgage Show podcast. My name is Monty, and I'm your host of the show that investigates and discusses the latest news and views in the mortgage market and the general financial world. Um, Last time, I was lucky enough to be joined by three legends of the press. And I'm delighted to have them all back. Uh, so, first off, we have Vicky Hartley, the group editor of Mortgages for AE3 Media, responsible for mortgage solutions. Welcome back.
1: Thanks very much, Monty. Legends in our own lunchtime. <laughs>
0: Legends, hey. nonetheless, to me, it. Um, and representing the national press, we have Sarah Davidson who is the knowledge and product editor at This Is Money. I love that title. I know, it's
2: dreadful. It's
0: a good title. And you
2: think it's a good title? Yeah, um, it's a good title. Yeah, people are always like, what does that mean, though? I think a title that you have to explain. Yeah. It means I, like I a know title. Everything.
0: You have to everything. <laughs> I've always thought you knew everything anyway. <laughs> and also from Mortgages, uh, the one and only Robin Hall, the publishing editor of Mortgage Introducer. welcome back, Robin. All right. It's amazing to be back and it's been, time's flown so quickly. How have you been (laughs) since I last, uh, since you last? So much has gone on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, big welcome. Right, last time we talked about you guys and and the journalism industry. And actually, I'm really interested to hear what you all think about the mortgage industry itself. Um, Who wants to... Who wants to start off? How do you think we're doing as an industry generally? What's, I, um... I'll, I'll take this. I, I think you're doing Go on, Robin. absolutely fantastic. I think it's a very
3: dynamic industry. It's very vibrant and I think very entrepreneurial still. Yeah. And I, we are making an amazing success of it and it creates lots of good stories for us to write about.
0: Thank you very much. Robin has just dropped the mic and walked out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boom. My work here is done. That's it. I, I think on the the mortgage advice side, I think let's be honest, they are my readers, but they are they're the unsung heroes. These are the guys yeah. who are at the coal face, uh, seeing the customers, making sure they're informed, driving every day, to, doing long hours to make sure that you know to get these cases over the line, uh, doing whatever it takes. Uh, mm. I think they deserve. Um, whatever like, it takes look,
0: within the rules so, Vicky. In,
1: within yeah. the indeed Monty thank you for flagging <laughs> much appreciated um, this is it though it's odd that from a brand perspective mortgage brokers don't have a much higher profile I always find that interesting and I think yeah I agree I think that's something that somebody should be doing more about we can perhaps debate who that should be but yeah, um, yeah that,
0: is, that was one of my questions actually
1: okay there you okay.
0: go we'll come back to that point Sarah how's it how's it wh- How do you get a sense that consumers see the mortgage industry and mortgage brokers?
2: Um, I think they don't think about it, to be brutally honest, Um, unless and until they need to get a mortgage, um, at which point they become extremely interested (laughs) in what rate they can get um, and... I think, you know, the majority of them do use brokers and have a have a pretty positive experience mm. um and view of mortgage brokers. Uh I would say there's still a bit of mistrust, um, maybe distrust from yeah. from consumers generally fair. about the advice sector, more broadly than just mortgages, I mean mm. across investments and mm. pensions as well. I think, you know, miss selling scandals like D B transfer mis-selling, um, I think that's not helped. That Those sorts of things do not help the reputation mm. of advisors across the board. So...
1: Mm. But mortgage advisors have lar- largely sidestepped those sorts of issues. I mean, the financial services, yeah. compensation stuff, they you know—they they are not the ones causing the trouble. You see that through the figures as they come through every, every half year. I think um, that's true. I'm not sure consumers make the distinction. I'm sure you're right. Mm. Uh, we can keep writing about yeah. it, whether people are picking that up. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know.
0: So, yeah, I mean, as you said, Vicky, I th- I've always thought that as an industry, we're pretty bad at promoting ourselves, actually. I, I think if you stop... Twenty people on the street and said, "What's a mortgage broker?" I'm not sure more than more than thirty percent of them would really understand what we do.
1: Um, I, I remember how do, how do
0: we educate customers? Well,
1: well? I remember a great initiative. What well, with being extremely old as I am, <laughs> um, but I remember a <laughs> great initiative. Bless you, Monty. You know, it's <laughs> a lot of makeup, I'm telling you, but, um, but I just I remember a great industry. Again, it was a kind of triumvirate. I think it was Amy um, Legal, Legal in general, and.
2: Precise mortgages.
1: Okay, who basically set set out to do a raft of press interviews, profile raising. That that. was all. I can't remember how many years ago that was, but that sort of initiative, I thought, it sort of happened and then it faded away. I'm not sure. It was a
2: kind of it was a big piece of research that was, I think, funded by Precise, and it was looking at mortgage prisoners and the underserved. Yeah. uh, Immediately after. MMR maybe before MMR I think it was just after MMR put yeah. it in so 2014 yeah and they all three of them joined forces to look at you know here is how the lenders are implementing the rules and this is the effect it's having yeah on uh, on the consumers who mm. who just cannot get cannot get loans
1: and that's a great way to to raise profile as well, to yeah. choose um, a, a strong, you know, obviously to, to look at solving an issue like mortgage prisoners, which is obviously absolutely critical. Yeah. I and mean, lots to unpick there as well. Um, and, but use that as sort of the, the top line to then drive on a work greater awareness about mortgage brokers and what they do every day mm. and, and obviously the quality they offer in terms of breadth of advice and yeah.
0: access to products. Ellen G did some, some research, the value of a broker research, I think mm. that was last year. Yeah, as well. That was good. But oh. you're right. There's, there's little bits, but there's no mm. concerted, concerted <laughs> think, approach. Well, who should cap, it
1: be? I, I have a feeling it should be Amy. The
0: actually. problem is how how do they pay for it? Someone's got to pay for it somewhere along the line, um, because obviously getting your voice out there doing promotional promotions adverts etc is is quite difficult this so, is free
1: today won't to it? yeah I think it's the opportunity isn't it it's making it's creating have you not read price. your contract it's not oh, free Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay.
0: free to get in cash Vicky. envelope later not fine. to get out
1: <laughs> fair enough but it's yeah it's creating that opportunity it's the will isn't yeah. it um and getting there's the acumen out there in the industry I think it's it's time definitely mm. to start profile raising
2: I think there's um I totally agree uh in with your with what should be done and what needs to be done I think there's a big challenge in if you look at the paper that came out from the FCA this yeah. week one of the points that they made last was well no, it was this week
3: no it's last week swear so
0: next week
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Yes, you're right. That totally right. is
0: called a continuity um, area. Just, <laughs> yeah. just, just that. Uh, So, if you look <laughs> at the recent
2: paper <laughs> that came out from the FCA on the, the mortgage market study, one of the points that they made in there was um, that the average cost of a mortgage broker varies wildly and can be £400 more. Over here in the market than it is over there. Yeah. I don't think that they really explained that particularly well. No. Is that because some brokers are free and paid just on proc fee, so there is yeah. no cost to the consumer, and others charge a fee? I don't know. It it didn't go into any detail. Was, yeah. But, but that type of statement from the regulator, yeah, does harm to the reputation of brokers. I totally agree. Um, and and actually, it's quite misleading because it's not necessarily true. You know what you pay for. Is as important as the fact that you've paid. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. you know, if you're paying Agre- a fee for a broker, you're getting a service, and I think that that the the messages coming out of the FCA are that cost is bad. Well, value is good. Yeah. And if you pay for that value, and you're prepared to pay for that value, then what's the problem with cost?
0: I think we've just found the new spokesperson for for our industry. <laughs> there you Quite go. Right. Quite right. That's very well. I mean, that worries me. That the the whole FCA thing. It. it we know that mortgage brokers sort of account for anything between 70 75% of of, of mortgages de- depending on different reports. I think reports. the
1: FCA, yeah I hate to to be a smart ass but the FCA actually sets 93% of sales are now
0: advised.
1: 93 really? 93% how about that? So that's yeah. that's, that's ex-
0: advised, advised. generally not necessarily through mortgage brokers. Okay. It? Yeah. Okay, yes, exactly it might be. So um, but thing. anyway, either way, do you think that the FCA think that actually that there's too much going through intermediaries now, and actually, they want to address the balance. Have so they? It seems how, to me they've sort of been.
2: That's how. That's how a lot of people in the industry have interpreted. Yeah. The recent mortgage market study. Um, I don't think that the FCA's job is to have a view mm. on channels um, and distribution until it results in consumer detriment. Correct. At which point, yeah. then they've got to be to care about it but I don't think if you ask the people who authored that paper whether or not they preferred advice or not I don't think that they would have a view either way or they certainly wouldn't commit Mm. to it either way Um, I think that that a lot of the reaction that I've seen has been around whether or not um, a focus on tools to allow customers to understand criteria and qualification before they go through the application process that has been interpreted as a threat to mortgage brokers. Yeah. Uh, I personally think that it would be an advantage to brokers as well as to consumers uh, that transparency is a good thing, Mm. you know, not necessarily a bad thing. People still, even if they know that they're going to be able to get a deal, they still don't have that confidence in knowing whether or not it's the right deal.
0: Yeah. I but think, that's our job to hmm, to yeah. advise them and show them why it is the right thing. Precisely, gear. which is and why I we're think we're heavily regulated to prove that. Yeah, our and I think that's is, why
2: I think that's why increased transparency isn't a bad thing for brokers. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. I remember having the same discussions on uh showing my age on <laughs> when <laughs> when uh, proc fees had to be disclosed for the first time on uh, <laughs> on KFIs and everyone having this debate and 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 I was always like, no, it's a good thing. It's you know, justify what you're doing and what service you're providing. It's a it's a good thing, surely.
1: Disclosure is always a good thing, I think. Um, I think what's very difficult I think there's been there's some well meaning aims behind the mortgages market study. I think if you spend some time looking at the paper the contradictions inherent in the way actually it's even written i think or it reveals <clears throat> there's some there's some problematic there's some problems here and it's hard to speculate on what the intentions were but there are definitely some problematic uh, statements for example that I think the FCA largely believes that advice is a good thing. Yeah, um, they, yeah. They say that, uh, without. yet they go, there's going to be a consultation into the state of advice in this country. And mm. there are these sorts of uh, dynamics all the way through yeah. mild contradictions. Uh, so it's, un- it's unclear, and sadly, the FCA wouldn't put somebody up on the day the, the paper came out to actually to answer these questions and say, well, look, what's going Ah, on here? What do you mean? So Um, none of
0: you had any...
1: No, not at all. Why why do you think that was? Um, It's a good question. Uh, It's it's unusual. It's something they've always done before. Um, why, Why do you not put up a spokesperson to debate an extremely complicated paper saying some quite inflammatory things? mild defensiveness. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. I put a call in this morning, actually, to the press office. Actually, there's some great people in the press office at yeah. the FCA. Agreed. I would flag Ruth Wareham, who's, a, you know, incredible professional. Um, it, it's, it, you know, it's probably unfair to flag that, but I haven't had a response back on, on you yeah. know, on some, again, some questions ahead of this podcast. We need that engagement. Otherwise, you can't get answers to yeah. these very important questions.
0: So do you feel that the FCA have been, I hate using this phrase, got at by... Some lenders and, and especially new tech providers who uh, who want to try and... It seems like they're almost trying to row back on some of the aspects of MMR. Mm. I think Gotat's probably a, a little bit too strong. Yeah. I, I do imagine that there are some
3: fairly sizable lenders that will have some undue influence over what happens over at the regulator. And that's unfortunate.
1: Let's be honest, though, there is interest from... Almost all lenders in the market in the idea of selling online um, in a a way that looks very palatable to Mm. the consumer. Um, The intermediary channel has always been expensive for lenders. These are truths. Um, There is interest in increasing technology tools to somehow change the shape of the market. This is something that's critical to the consumer experience and outcomes and should be debated at the highest levels. This isn't something that should just happen without any kind of um, robust scrutiny. So this is critical, actually. This is something everybody should be getting involved in and and responding to in terms of the consultations, the the plethora. There's so many of them. They were firing out consultations here and consultations there. It almost felt like they didn't feel they could offer or a strong view so they just replace that with the offer of a consultation to the industry um, it, it's a difficult one to guess what's going mm. on at the FCA at the moment
2: um, I think any piece of legislation is lobbied anywhere yeah, I agree market. with that. We, um, we lobby, so. of course we do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's what a consultation is mm-hmm. ultimately, is Agreed. a series of people and with different conflicting interests lobbying so that we end up with legislation which is largely a compromise that works for everybody. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's not as... I don't think there's as much agenda on the part of lenders as it might look like. I think there is a misunderstanding dangerous misunderstanding at the regulator uh, of the importance of price versus value. Totally agree with that. Um, I think that they, they seem to have distilled the whole idea of a mortgage product down to rate.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, which is something that I write in every single story that I ever write about mortgages <laughs> is do not just look at the rate, look yeah. at the fee, because you're, you're trying to communicate the value of a product, yeah, um, and the value of the advice that goes alongside that, yeah. Uh, and I think that what this paper has done is misunderstand the difference between value and price. Uh, it's focusing just on price, yeah. and price often is not what's going to be best for the consumer. All of the headline statements in that paper were about customers overpaying. There are some really, you know, big. Uh, systemic problems that are contributing to that. I don't disagree with that. The loyalty penalty being the obvious example, yeah. you know, people sitting yeah. on SVR and not remortgaging because they just don't know that they should be. Mm. Um, but in terms of new new products and purchase, uh, the purchase side of the, the equation, it, it's really dangerous to focus solely yeah. on price.
0: I totally agree. Um, the The positives of the paper, I guess, are... Mortgage prisoner stuff. Mm. They're trying trying to change affordability on that, or Sarah's just crossed her hat, crossed <laughs> her arms and, and looked at me
2: because yeah. so this <laughs> the FSA was working on this in two thousand and eight. Yeah, um, straight. You know, at the point at which all of the the kind of we should maybe change the regulation conversations were happening at the Treasury, the FSA was instructed to look at it. There are public documents saying that they that they did all the work to enable mortgage prisoners to be looked after. It was decided by Treasury in, I think, 2012 that uh, not enough people had already been hurt by the possibility that they wouldn't be able to get a mortgage in the future. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> um, the whole point was it was meant to be preventative. yeah. Uh, and so it was ditched. So I think that, you know they've been told by a new round of people in the treasury you need to pick this back up again because now people are being hurt by it. Yeah. So the reason I'm crossing my arms is I'm like it's frankly very little too late. Yeah. So that's I'm just irritated agree by with it. That.
0: <laughs> you look irritated. I
2: am irritated. <laughs> I like that.
1: Mm. There's, uh, been a, there's been a lot of suffering. I think the UK mm. Mortgage Prisoners Group on social media, they, they're quite vociferous. They've just been doing some, some fundraising to try and uh, raise the profile of their voice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, theres it's the, the core issue here and, and the question that still hasn't been answered is, is the guys with the closed book lenders and, and yeah. looking at how those affordability and those are- measures can be sidestepped to actually help them and serve them and move them yeah. on from where they are. Well, um, that's
0: the biggest... That's the tragedy issue. that the government is yeah. still selling books of
1: yeah, lenders the to,
2: to
0: unregulated.
2: Absolutely, it continues. The, they're the yeah. biggest. The uh, NRAM, the Enram, they're the biggest and most guilty uh, of of any body in the market absolutely. for selling books of mortgage mortgages yeah. on. And because these were the the guys that got uh, their loans from Northern Rock at really high LTV. Yeah. What's what? What is an LTV that's one hundred and twenty five percent? Because it's not really. Yeah, um, <laughs>
0: that's um, a whole other podcast. But you know,
2: these mm. people these people are in still in negative mm. equity. Yeah. Um, these are the they're the people who really need the help, mm. and the government is creating the problem by selling yeah, them onto totally in, inactive it's lenders. Yeah, It's just crazy. Uh, but they're not acknowledging their own role in that.
0: Yeah. Um. On talk about technology, because I love reading press releases or articles that this broker has done that and this broker has done that and this is going to change the world and this new lender has come come out. Um, So I get the feeling there's a lot of bollocks being talked about all of this and a lot of cash being... It it just has the whole um, smell of a a dot-com boom and people are starting to panic that they're missing out and how do do you get a sense of all this you must be inundated with stuff about technology and how this is going to change the world. How do you make sense of it all and
1: I think it's what a le- do you think of it? It's a learning curve for journalists as yeah. well. I think from when I first perhaps did an interview with, with Trussell over two and a half years ago, three years ago, the first robo-advice, I put that in inverted yeah. commas. We don't use that phrase anymore. Um, edifice came up what it was going to do how it was going to change the market Uh, it's a while ago now obviously everyone's talking about what's going and they haven't done that well this is it and of course because they were talking about what they're going to do and that's a big problem with technology because we don't have the concrete example and the working practices of seeing we don't have the advantages of going is that any good yeah can you just mystery shop that for me or just talk me through exactly what that's just done for you today because nobody has this technology in their hands so as a journalist you have a it's, it's been a very uh, real sifting process of trying to make sure you're offering something of value because obviously it's new it's news these are announcements people want to read about i love writing about them yeah. too but also is it is there something real there or is it just puffery and yeah that's been tricky. Puffery, I like that. I think there's going to be
3: a few headaches further down the I line totally when agree, yeah. people realise that oh, maybe that wasn't such a good investment after mm. all, and I, trying I to reinvent the wheel. Those
2: realisations are happening as we speak. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Trying to reinvent the wheel when it doesn't need reinventing is is futile. Really, yeah. exactly.
2: I think there's, there is a really there is a really big need. For better technology in the mortgage market. I totally fact agree with that,
0: that. It
3: has it
2: it has it's one of the only markets that has su- really not done very much to improve the customer experience of getting a mortgage. And largely that is because there are so many moving parts. There's convincing, there's valuing, there's the lender, there's the broker, there's the estate agent, there's the buyer, the seller. You know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of different parts to this um, that make it very difficult. But so there is a there is a need for te- better technology. I think what we have got is not good enough, uh, and I think also I totally agree with Vicky. Um, when these new brokers uh, online, you know, we we do the whole mortgage advice process online, that was just not true.
1: They yeah, it's said still it. not true. It's it's <laughs> not
2: true. No, and, oh, no. and, and that Oz. is. <laughs> yeah. that but they're is still really, saying it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I actually would definitely put on the record that it that is infuriating, and the FCA needs to step in mm. because as a journalist, when you speak to a business that is regulated and authorised by the FCA, you expect to be able to trust what the managing director of that mm-hmm. business tells you. Yeah, and I've been told lies about what. The technology does by certain people yeah um that is i mean how how can that possibly be allowed to continue yeah. i mean in my book that breaks financial promotion rules <laughs> mm. fundamentally and they but no one is being had up for it i think that's a massive failure um also i think that it there is there is damage being done to consumer um understanding of what online advice is um, I don't think that these. So I'll give you an. I'll give you an anecdote. My brother right. has just um, applied for a mortgage, and he rang me up and said, "Should I use one of these online brokers?" Yeah. And I was like, "Well, they're a broker. You'll get the same. You should get the same advice from any of them mm-hmm. as you would get from a high street broker, someone over the phone or face to face." In practice, that didn't happen. Really, he got given some really. Bad advice. He sent the wow. product recommendations back to me, uh, and they were wrong. I mean, it, I could see that they were wrong. That's not that's not a good situation. Yeah.
1: How so, Sarah?
2: What so, was- so uh, they had given him two recommendations. I said, I said, get. They'll probably give you a five year fix, um, but because his wife is self employed, I said, ask them to do a lifetime tracker as well, so that you've got some flexibility in terms of repayment. Um, how much you repay? Mm. They gave him a five-year fix over a 24-year term, which is weird.
1: This For is no real buying,
2: reason. He's first-time buyer. No, no reason given. Yeah. No explanation given, and a lifetime tracker recommendation over 24 years. Okay, well that, but what? That's that's uh, not a fair comparison because you're, you know. Th- The whole point of the lifetime tracker is that a longer term gives you more flexibility. You can overpay because it's a lifetime tracker. There are no early repayment charges. Mm. I made this point to my brother and I said, go back and ask them. I didn't just say, you know, recalculate it over a longer term. You won't need it over the longer term because you'll overpay. So the cost kind of implication of taking a longer term won't be as relevant. Um, he went back to them and they said, "No, there are ERCs. There's a 10% uh, ERC, like overpayment limit on the lifetime tracker." And I said, "No, there isn't." And the broker said, "Yeah, there is." And I said, "No, there isn't." Here it is <laughs> on Thanks the right website. There <laughs> on the on the website of the lender. Here is the product Man. details. Well, you know, and, and th- that was just shocking. Well, yeah. another another issue that's levied at
1: um, digital brokers is that their universe of lenders is too small mm. but often the the panels are for somebody mm. else they're not sourcing from whole of market um that's an issue i'm not sure that that's disclosed always as well on the website so consumers don't know what they're getting yeah that's another concern i think on the digital yeah. advice front
0: i just have concerns that it's just leading to a dumbing down of advice if yeah. i go through a decision mm. tree thinking that i want a cheap two-year fix I will end up answering the questions in such yeah. a way that I'll get a cheap two-year fix, mm. when actually what I probably need might be a five-year fix or an offset. Yeah.
1: Need and to I, be think, I
0: think it will come. I've had loads of discussions. I think um, artificial intelligence and algorithms will adapt where they can start taking into soft facts. Um, and, um it's years away, though, one, two years but away. But I don't think it's there yet. Um, there, there are some people who are talking a lot of sense, but there are an awful lot who are talking bollocks. And, that's, that, and also, that's the problem.
2: We've just talked about online advice and online brokers. But there's, I mean, technology in this market is so much bigger than that, so much broader than that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That You look at what the lenders are doing directly. It is now possible to do a fully advised mortgage online yeah, um, completely. But that restricts you to applying to that lender and mm. their, their range mm. of products. Uh, that's MOLO which does that. Yeah. Um, and I know other lenders are investing heavily in being able to do that yeah. too. Uh, and that's that's a good thing for, for the market generally. Yeah. I think the... The big elephant in the room that people don't like talking about in the market is whether or not the mortgage sourcing systems, which is the that's the hub of technology in this market. For the
1: broker.
2: Uh, mm. For the broker, certainly, but also largely for consumers as well. Because, for example, our, our mortgage sourcing system, which is direct to consumer, is powered by London and country, yeah. which in turn is powered by whichever sourcing system they use. Yeah. So it does affect consumers as well. Those companies are not up to the job. They have got big legacy issues. Um they can't they're not filtering or sorting product on any criteria as far as I can see, particularly, other than price. Um that's just insufficient. Yeah. Um so and that's, that's where a-
0: someone like singling out twenty-seven tech, but why yeah. not um they've come in and they've sort of changed
2: yeah. that from what I can see. I think see. Knowledge Bank as well have done quite a lot of work yeah. on trying to bring in criteria. Um as well. And I think that's actually what the FCA has been saying in that mm. paper is we want to see a bit more pre qualification filtering going on. We expect to see investment by lenders in that. Yeah, and
1: that's actually something IRS has also been investing heavily in and, and launched is it a couple of weeks ago, now that's yeah. and I think with an eye on the mortgages market study that was coming, they they knew earlier uh, eligibility checks would be helpful. So that's something they've added yeah. to. Is it X plan yeah. mortgage? I think, yeah. but
2: it's very difficult because lenders don't want to give that stuff away. There's no incentive for them to give that stuff away. Um, it's yeah, the panel it, of lenders was
1: small. I think yeah, yeah. And, um, at, at launch it's going to be
2: that's the issue. And I think that you know the FCA is going to have to force that. Because yeah. lenders are not going to do it on their own. There's mm. no. There's yeah. Why would they? It's yeah. the crown
1: jewels, isn't it? Really, it's yeah. A, yeah.
0: I think what what we need technology for is is to smooth the customer journey, to make sure the mortgage journey is antiquated. It is oh, anachronistic. It's just, yeah. And, it's and that's so where technology awful. needs to be directed at, not at replacing advice. Mm. Anyway, we've uh, we've just done another twenty five minutes. Fantastic. In fact, twenty seven minutes. <laughs> There you go. So, um, so you all broadly positive or negative about 2019?
1: Always positive. Positive? Um, Robin? Positive. Robin's
0: yeah, always positive. positive. Sarah? I, I, bring on Brexit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you know what? We've gone through the whole programme
0: without mentioning that. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to go into that now. That is banned. Probably why. No discussion. Um, but anyway, yes. Um,
2: I think broadly positive. I think Good. this is going to be a bit of a quieter year to be yeah. honest. Um, but I think that the, the long-term, medium-term and long-term fundamentals are right to, to see growth in the market. Yeah. I
1: think Lovely.
0: We,
2: we know as well that the heat's going to kind of come off the market a little bit next
1: year in terms of yeah. uh, the product transfers and remortgage figures we've seen. So there's going to be less business around uh, for mortgage brokers, a little bit less on that front. But okay. yeah,
0: I agree. But still enough business for
1: indeed, all of us. Indeed,
0: indeed. Good. Well thank you very much thank you Robin thank you very much thank you for having me
1: thank you Vicky such a pleasure thanks Monty thank
0: you Sarah
2: thank you very much Monty
0: <laughs> and uh, well thank you all for listening if indeed you still are um, we'll be back next month if you have any comments or questions or subjects you want us to discuss or ideas for guests or you want to come on yourself let me know you can contact me on Twitter at Monty's blog until the next time this is The Mortgage Show signing off